Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Cupid's House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation, and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. God is good. All right, I want to preach God first. Somebody say God first. Say it again. Say God first. All right, let's read one scripture, then we'll sit down. All of you stand. We'll honor God. Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. Can we read it together? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, let me show you something. In the original translation, this is not how it it reads. In the original translation, it said, God in the beginning. God in the beginning. There is no beginning without God. Amen. Amen. Please take your seat. There is no beginning without God. There is no beginning without God. God is the only one that does not have beginning and does not have an end. That's why he's called the Alpha and the Omega. No beginning, no end. He's the only God that has no meat. He's the only God that has no rival. He's the God that can kill other gods. Is the one that determines the destiny of other gods. In the beginning, God. God in the beginning. So, when you say in the beginning, it's like God had a beginning. But when you say God in the beginning, it means that God was there before the beginning. God was there before the beginning. He's the only God that was not created. He created everything, but was not created. So God has been in the beginning before the beginning. God first. God has been there before everything. And like I said in the first service, you can't make God first in your life and be last in life. It's not possible. When God is first in your life, you become first in life. You can't be last. When you don't put God first... There is no way you can even be relevant in life. God is the reason we are who we are. So when you take God out of the equation, it never balances. The equation can never balance without God. So whatever you do, God must be part of what you are doing. Don't take God out of your life this year. Because when you take God, you are finished. I saw a man in the Bible who took God out of his equation. When God blessed him, he said, I'll be the bigger man. I'll break the old one. I'll buy a new car. I'll do this one. I'll do that one. God was never in the equation. And then God said, okay, this night I will come. I will take your soul. Then let's see what happens to the things that you are saying you will do. You can't do anything without God. Acknowledge that God is the reason I'm what I am. 
So when I see people that are proud, I wonder. Because without God, you are nobody. So you have no reason to be proud. Because God is the reason. A proud man does not even know who he is. That's what makes you proud. Because when you acknowledge that you are everything because of God, then you have no reason to be proud. You don't have anything outside God. Because even your life is a borrowed life. Your life is a borrowed life. The day God created you didn't have life until God borrowed his, his life. When God borrowed us his life, the Bible said we became a living soul. So without him, you are nobody. There are people that are more qualified than you. And yet they are not where you are. So you should know it's God. You see? And I tell people, people that know how to think are people that know how to thank God. Because when you are somebody that knows how to think, you will know that what I am is not me. That's why I like David. David was a man that knew how to think. So David can thank God. So even though David committed so many atrocities, God said, he's still my friend. Because he's a man that can think. He's a man that knows how to thank God because he knows that whatever he is, is God. Can I shock you? Where you are that you are complaining, somebody's prayer point. Somebody's prayer point. That's why David wrote Psalm 55. He said, in sin, my mother conceived me. In sin, I was born. David's mother was never married. They never paid his bride price. So David was a product of one night stand. So he knew that whatever he, in fact, actually he was not called. He didn't even go to school like his brothers. When his brothers were in school, David was in the bush. Not qualified to even be king. And yet God took him from the backside of life and brought him to the front. That's why David could appreciate God. That God made me who I am. So we are nothing without God. So we don't have any reason to be proud. Because the day he takes our life, we are finished. The, way, the day he takes his grace, we are finished. So every one of us need God. Now that we have begun a new year, we should not do without God. Because without God, the year will be frustrating. Am I talking to somebody? Let me read Matthew 6.33 from the good, from a God's Word translation. God's Word. I'm sure you know God's Word translation. Hmm. Many of you don't know Bible translation. No? Now look in James. This year, by translations. This year, do what? By different translations. Now, God's Word translation. He read Matthew, uh, Matthew 6.33. He said, but first. Everybody say, but first. But first. One more time. But first, be concerned about the kingdom, about God's kingdom, and what God has approved. <laughs> I like that. Be concerned about God's kingdom and what God has approved. Then he said, then God will provide all other things. 
be concerned. This year, be concerned about God's kingdom. Let the kingdom of God be your priority. I said in the first service, if what concerns God concerns you, then you become a concern to God. When you are concerned about what concerns God, you become a concern to God. He says, seek first. Seek. He said, but first, be concerned about what concerns God. There are too many people that come to church, do nothing in church. You come to church, you are doing nothing in church, you are an idol worshiper. They come to church one bench. They are doing nothing. They just come to enjoy the service. You are an idol worshiper. You are not a sinner, but you go to hell. Matthew 25 says so. I didn't say so. Matthew 25. He gave talents to some people. The Bible used the word ten. ten. But he said three. He called three for accountability. And one said... You gave me five. I multiplied it. Say good. Thou good and faithful servant. The other one said, you gave me two. I multiplied it. Thou good and faithful servant. And one said, you gave me one. But I know you. Wicked man. You like to reap where you did it so. And he asked him a question. When you knew me, why did you not take it to bank? You kept it. Then he gave an instruction. He said, take it from him. Give it to the man that has more. So the man that is concerned about what concerns God, God gives him more. The man that is busy for God, God gets busy for you. Everything that concerns you, God gives his attention. Because you are committed to him. Then he said, he said, cast him into outer darkness where there is gnashing of teeth and wailing. That is where hellfire. The man was not a sinner. But the man wasted the grace of God. There are many people in church wasting God's grace. They are not concerned about what concerns God. Their interest is what they can get from church. You know, those people are, are like, uh, uh, what do you call it? Le- uh, roots bait. Is it Leah? What is it? Uh, Upper, upper Christians, they only kiss and go. They kiss and turn their back. Read your Bible. From the day upper kiss and turn her back, that was her end. Bible never mentioned her again. She went into oblivion. Obscurity. Nobody talked about her again. God can never be me such light on you if you are not concerned about what concerns him. This year, let what concerns God concern you. Don't sit in church, do nothing. That chair you are sitting on, somebody paid for it. Don't sit down, do nothing, do something. Look at your neighbor, say, do something. I didn't hear you say, do something. He said, when you are concerned about what concerns him, and what God gives attention to, then God will provide. He won't provide. The word provision is two words. Pro and vision. If there is no vision, there will never be a pro. 
If you are not concerned about God, God will not be concerned about you. He said, draw near to me, I draw near to you. So you are far away, I'll be far away. This year, God must be first. Give him attention. Look for what to do in church. See what those beautiful, clap for them again. See ushers. See some carrying camera. Look for what to do. There is nobody who is useless in church. Some come to show our address. God is not interested in our address. Some come to look for new style. Latest style. Some come to take picture. If you know how to take picture with your camera, join them. God first. Somebody say God first. I didn't hear you. God first. So this year, what should you do? Ask your neighbor, what do you do in church? Can I tell you something? Whatever miracle God has for you is in your place of assignment. Your testimonies are in your place of assignment. If you are not in your place of assignment, you miss your miracle. This year, put God first and do something for God. Don't sing what you don't practice. I put you in front. Meanwhile, he's behind you. You will get accident. <laughs> it's not there. There are songs we sing that we, don't, we shouldn't sing. I don't know whether you do Thanksgiving here, but we do yearly Thanksgiving in Nigeria. Somebody is holding an envelope. He knows what is inside the envelope. He's singing, what shall I render? Liar. You know what is in your envelope? You are still singing, what shall I render? What shall I render is not a song for Thanksgiving. It's a song before Thanksgiving. That you have sat down to think of all the things God has done for you. That's when David asked that question. What shall I render for all his benefits? It's a song for somebody who has thought of what he will do. Not somebody who already has money in his envelope. You have money. You say, what shall I render? Who are you deceiving? Don't you know what you are rendering? Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, this year, repent. Say it to somebody else, say, neighbor, this year, repent. One more time. If you give God first place in your life, then God gives you what you want. If you give God first place in your life, God gives you what you want. If you give God first place in your life, God gives you what you want. A young lady was trusting God for her husband. She has prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. Young ladies, let me tell you, don't make nyanga. You know what it means to make nyanga? You are bluffing. Young man say he wants to marry you. You say, I'm praying. You are not praying, you know. You are watching whether his status will change. They are waiting. Say, we are praying. You are not praying. You'll be sending people to go and check whether he has bought TV. If you marry a man for what he has, 
The day that thing is not there, that marriage will have issues. Marry a man for who he is. When this woman married pastor, he didn't know that pastor would be here. I was in their marriage. Pastor was assistant pastor. But she agreed to marry him. I make I love you so. Am I talking to somebody? When this lady was growing up, nobody was coming. She told herself, I'm tired of praying. I want to sweep church. So she started coming to church. Only her, nobody will come. She'll be sweeping and dancing. She was excited. Wash working for God. So she sweeps the whole church. She will clean everywhere. She was cleaning the church. She will be singing. One day a young man came from America and was coming to deliver message around their church. And she heard somebody singing. She just stopped. Was looking inside the church. Their eyes clash. And the lady said, what are you looking for? What are you saying? Is it? The young, the young man said, I've seen my wife. Yes. I've been looking for and, you. and the lady said, looking for what? He said, my wife. Yeah. Hey. The lady said, is that how they find wife? He said, me, I've found my wife. That's how I found my wife. Yes. And then the young lady said, if you are serious, come and see my pastor. Young ladies, don't tell any man yes until you have told pastor. When you tell your pastor, it becomes a security for you. Some of you will not tell your pastor. You will say yes. In the night, you become a lizard. You lean on wall. Be careful. When the young man mess you up, he will run away. Because you don't have a security. Your pastor becomes a security for you. When they tell you, I love you, I love you, you just say, I love you, I love you. Be there. And the man will show you, Pepe. You don't know whether I love you or I don't love you. Say, <laughs> come to church. The young man came to church on Sunday. After service, waited, went to see the pastor. He said, I saw my wife in your church yesterday. The pastor said, where? He said, inside the church. And then the pastor called the lady's name. Because the pastor knew her that she cleans the church. What does your pastor know you for? Your pastor should know you for something. For what you are doing in church. Because hear me, some of us don't know that the testimony of our pastor is stronger than the prayers you pray. I told them in the first service that principles govern this world. Principles are stronger than principalities. Some of us don't understand that, look, there are these things, when you are committed in church and your pastor knows you for your commitment in church and your pastor gives testimony, 
is stronger than the prayer you are praying in your secretary. The pastor said, I know her, called her name. And they brought the lady out. Say, you know this one? He said, yes, I met him yesterday. And that was the truth. Some of them don't meet for years. Your pastor don't know. <laughs> Sis! Pastor don't know. Hmm. You are doing secret business. The day go show, eh? The man go say, no, no, you. <laughs> they are married. Today they are in America. It was not her prayers. It was her service to God. In her place of assignment, that's where she met the man. If she was not busy for God, she wouldn't have met that man. I pray for somebody. You won't miss your miracle this year. You will not miss your testimony this year. May your testimony locate you in your place of assignment. Don't come to church doing nothing. Many of us come to church and we are doing nothing in church. God gave you grace. So you can use the grace to serve him. In your service, God honors you. Because there is nobody who works for God that God abandons. The Bible said God is not unrighteous to forget the labor of your love. Labor of your love, not your dancing. He does not forget the labor of your love, not your shoe, not your dress. He doesn't see all those ones. What God sees is the labor of love, and that is what God rewards. This year, give him first place. Somebody say first place. I didn't hear you. Somebody say first place. One more time. Somebody shout first place. Tell your neighbor, give God this year first place. One more time. Read Luke chapter 12, the story I was telling you of the young man. You know, but one of the things that Jesus said that I like, he said a man's life does not consist in the abundance of the things the man possesses. It's not. Luke 12 from verse 13, you can read to 21. Very long, I won't read. Number one, what will I do? If I put God first, what will I do? Number one, every day you must pray. Every day you must pray. If you put God first, every day you should pray. Don't wake up without prayer. There are many of us when we wake up in the morning, we become Catholic people. Even though you are not a Catholic. Because you woke up late, then you say, Father, I know you understand. When I come back, I'll see you. Jesus said. <laughs> Catholic, but you don't understand. When God created us, he created us for fellowship. So the Bible says at the cool of the day, he comes to our fellowship. God still wants to enjoy your fellowship. So wake up, pray. Wake up. When you know you have to go to work, six o'clock, pray. Wake up before six and pray. Spend good time in his presence. Worship him and pray. God first. Don't leave your house without prayer. When you leave your house without prayer, it's like a person that left his house without dress. You are going out naked. You have exposed yourself because you don't have safety. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty and he will say, so you have nothing to say if you don't dwell. No safety, no security. 
Seek God. Somebody say, seek God. Seek God. The psalmist said, Eli, will I seek you? Seek him. Psalm 63, verse 1. He said, oh God, you are my God. Eli, will I seek you? My soul is thirsty for you. My flesh is longing for you in a dry and a tasty land. I saw. Proverbs chapter 2, verse 4. It says, if thou seek her as silver, the same way you look for money, the same way you look for God. The same way, the same way you look for money, the same way. So many of us look for money, you don't find the money. Because you don't look for God. In Job chapter 22, 20, chapter 21, he said, get acquainted to him. Then you will gather gold. When God becomes your friend, nothing runs away from you. Good things. Go and ask uh, John, he will tell you. He toiled all night. He didn't catch anything. But when Jesus came and he put him first, gave him his boat, one instruction, turn his life around. I see God give somebody a turn around this year. If your amen is louder than your neighbor, I see God give you a turn around. Number two, what will I do? I've said so many times, be faithful in the house. Be faithful in the house of God. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 25. Be, you see, your presence in church alone is an encouragement to your pastor. Can I tell you another thing you should do? I saw they put uh, social media platforms. One of the ways to be faithful in church is to rebroadcast. Share. Many people in church don't share. When you see anything from your church, use your data to share it. That's your commitment. Faithfulness in church. You share, share. Everybody says share. Let your data be used for God. Not only Facebook and then uh, WhatsApp. Some of you do Instagram, do Facebook, WhatsApp. Huh? Some of you may call. How are you? I just want to hear your voice. What is wrong with you? How can you buy credit while he has somebody voice? You see to work for God. Share whatever you see. You see your page on Facebook, share it. Instagram, share. Everywhere you see, share it. Because when you share, more people will get to know what is happening. That's the way to serve God. Share it everywhere. Be faithful in church. Pay your tithe. There are some of us that who don't pay tithe. If you don't pay tight, life becomes tight. Pay tight. Ask your neighbor, do you pay tight? Ask somebody else, do you pay tight? Can I shock you? When you pay tight, it's not for Pastor Francis. Because Pastor Francis too pays tight. It's not for him. You are paying to God. The Bible said, Abel offered unto God. So if you don't know who you are offering to, sometimes it becomes difficult to give. When you have understanding of who you are giving to, it's not difficult to give. But when your mindset is like, you know, be pastor go shop Especially Ghanaian church, they believe that they give offering a pastor or shop Because you don't have understanding. Abel offered unto God. So you must have understanding of who you are giving to. When you have understanding of who you are giving to, it's not difficult. In fact, they bought me a car. 
they brought the car on a truck, zero kilometers. And the people that bought the car came to my house, and all of them were like, Daddy, please, want to ask you for a favor. I said, go ahead. They said, don't give it out. <laughs> don't give it out. So I gave them the key back. You won't tell me what to do. If you give it to me, then leave me to do what God wants me to do. Yes, a man's life does not consist. So I don't attach importance to anything. I can give out that car. It won't shake me. Yes, Nothing. So if you don't want me to do that, take your key and get out. Because I know who I'm giving it to. If I give it to somebody, I've given it to God. Jesus said, you didn't do it to me. He said, how? When I was hungry, you didn't feed me. He said, how? He said, you didn't do it to your neighbor. So I know who I'm giving it to. So if I give it to anybody, it doesn't concern you. Leave me to do what God wants me to do. Because I have understanding of who I'm giving it to. We must have understanding that when we are in church, then it's a God we came to serve. So every offering goes to that God. So I shouldn't find it difficult paying tithe. Tithe is scriptural. It's not pastor made. It's God made. Am I talking to somebody? It's not pastor made. It's what? God made. I pay tithe, even as a bishop. I pay. Because the scripture binds everybody plus me. Nobody is bigger than the, the Bible. So if the Bible says pay 10% of your tithe and you bring less than 10%, you didn't pay tithe, you gave donation. You are not obedient to God and God will not bless you. So be faithful in the house of God. First fruit, give it to God. In the first service, I spend more time on first fruit. Because first fruit is not an offering. It's a principle. Are you listening to me? It's not an offering. When you give first fruit, you are not giving offering. It's a principle you are obeying. So, if the church believes in what the Bible believes in, first fruit is a Bible principle. And like I said in the first it's not your struggle that makes you who you are. If not, go to Makola. There are people who push truck. When you see the load, they carry on their truck. They don't make money. There are people who sit in office. One telephone call. They can buy you. <laughs> yeah. They don't struggle. They are not struggling. I pray for somebody. This year, you will not struggle to do anything. If your amen is louder than your neighbor, you will not struggle to do anything. Pay it. Give your first fruit. I showed them in the Bible in the first service. God said, it is mine. When you struggle with God, over what belongs to you, you will only break. So leave it for him. First fruit is your first profit. First fruit is your first salary. First fruit is the first money that you earn when you are promoted. What they add to it is a first fruit. So if they promote you, you are earning 100,000. They make it 150. 150 it's not your own. Hundred is your own. First fruit is God's own. After the first month, second month, you carry all of them. January, the whole salary belongs to God. Sovereign. It don't concern God. <laughs> is that how school fees? 
You don't consider God. It's a principle. So you just obey the principle. I told them in the first service, if I know I have rent, I plan for it. You don't plan for with January salary. You don't plan because it belongs to God. So whatever you want to do, plan before January. Don't spend everything on Christmas. Christmas is one day. Some of us will finish everything on Christmas. January, you are struggling. You are borrowing money. May God deliver you from borrowing spirits. This year, you will not borrow money. I pray for you. This year, you will not borrow money. If I hear you say amen, you will not borrow money. You will see more money than ever before. I command money to come to your direction. I command money to come into your hands. I command money into your business. Somebody say, money, come to my direction. Serve God with everything. I told them the first service. Pharaoh refused to let Israelites go to serve God. God killed his firstborn. Because everything first, God says, my own. So Israel, firstborn. Israel is God's firstborn. That's why you can't fight Israel to succeed, even till today. They are God's firstborn. When you try, you are in trouble. God will fight you. From today, you become God's property. Amen. I didn't hear your amen. amen. If anybody raises his hand against you, God will fight them for you. Amen. Put God first. Serve God. Be faithful. If you are usher, usher well. You are a Sunday school teacher. Don't do eye service. Do God's service. Too many eye service in church. Everybody wants pastor to see what they are doing. If pastor see, you have no reward. Do God's service. Don't do eye service. Too many eye service in church. We are not serving pastor. He's not our rewarder. We are serving God. Let God be the object of your service. So whatever you do, faithful. Whether pastor is there or not, pastor is also doing his own. He will also stand before God. I will stand before God. Mama will stand before God. If we are not faithful, we will get our punishment. The same way you also get your own. But the dangerous thing is that if you are an ordained minister, your judgment is higher. You are a church worker. Your judgment is higher. That's why you should be very careful what you do in the house of God. Twenty twenty two. Let our service be unto God. Faithful service. It is required in stewardship that a man be found faithful. Faithful in stewardship. If you are not sure, don't steal money. That one. Hear me. I tell the ushers, when you steal money in church, you know what you have done? There are people that come to church. When they want to give offering, they say all their problems on the offering. And they give it. Offering is the only seed that dies and comes in another form. So when an usher steals the money, he didn't allow the seed to die with the man's problem. So when you carry, you have carried all the man's problem. Don't steal. (laughs) 
Somebody say faithful. faithful. One more time. Look at your neighbor. Say neighbor faithful. faithful. I didn't hear you. Say it well. Say neighbor faithful. faithful. The Bible said in Psalm 40 verse 16. It said, let all those that seek thee rejoice and be glad in thee. Let such as love thy salvation. Thank God our year of salvation. Those that love your salvation, continually let the Lord be what? Magnified. Let God be magnified. God will prosper you this year. I didn't hear you. God will prosper you this year. God will prosper you this year. Let God be first, not money. When God is first in your life, money will not be an issue in your life. Every money you are looking for, I pray for you, God will give it to you. Number three, this year, the choices you make, if God must be first in your life, make right choices. Don't make any decision that leaves God out of your decision. Don't make any choice that will leave God out of your decision. Every choice you make this year, let God be there. Can I hear somebody say, God will be there. I won't do anything without God. Second Chronicles chapter 1, verse 11 and 12, he said, God said to Solomon, because this was in your heart, he took a decision, God was in that decision. And God said, because this was in your heart, and thou hast not asked for riches, wealth, or honor, nor the life of your enemies. Neither yet have you asked for long life, but you have asked for wisdom and knowledge for yourself, that you may be able to judge the people well. So what was in his heart was how to please God. Give me wisdom. Let me do what you have asked me to do well. That was a decision. He put God in that decision, and God said, you didn't ask for money. But my concern was your concern. I will give you what you didn't ask for. So every time you are making a decision, and God is in the center of the decision, there are some that budget, God is not in their budget. They don't put God in their budget. They can budget for dress. They will budget for what they will give to their friends when they come. Their drink they will buy for their friends. They will budget for everything. They don't budget for God. When they are coming to church, they start looking for uh, offering. When it's time for offering, they become, uh, what will I say, Inspector General. They open their wallet and they close one eye. They are looking for which offering I will take. <laughs> you see, but when you plan for God, when you budget, God is part of your budget. So you know how much you are giving God. You know how much you are paying for tithe. You know everything. So you know how to spend money. Don't spend anyhow and leave God out of your expenditure. Don't plan and leave God out of your plan. We travel, God is not involved. You are going to Dubai to enjoy. It's good though. Holiday, you and your family. I tell people in church, don't spend on yourself more than you give to God. Don't spend more than on yourself more than you give to God. That you can carry your family to holiday. And you can't give that kind of amount to God. It's an error. Your whole family, they are going to Dubai to enjoy. God is not part of it. May God take you and bring you back. And enjoy well. But you see, anything you can... Somebody came to my church and he wanted me to bring Noah Jones to church. It was not an issue. I would have been able to do that. 
I asked him, how much will I give him? He told me how much I will give him. And I told him, I said, I have not given that to my archbishop. I can't give it to any guest speaker. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What I have not given to my archbishop, I should give it to a guest preacher. It won't happen. I honor my archbishop more than anybody. She doesn't give me instruction. And I say, I'm going to pray about it. If your pastor gives you instruction and you say you are going to pray about it, it's pride. Spiritual pride. Daddy, I'll pray. I'll come and tell you. Which God are you going to pray to? The God I know is my archbishop. This is the God you know. You don't see God before. Then they go pray. Which God did they go pray to? If he speaks, God has spoken. Except he's outside the Bible. And I know him. He won't say anything. He won't do anything outside the Bible. So when he speaks, God has spoken. Do what he asks you to do. You'll be blessed. I told them in the first service, don't tell him I told you. Everybody, what did I say? How many of you will tell him? Eh? Don't tell him. Oh. This year, set up a day to honor him. Plan for that day. Spend money. If you can buy a car, buy. If you can buy a house, buy. Honor him. You will do well. You will live long. That's scriptural. Honor him. I was telling mama, I said, one of the pains in my heart, Ghanaian churches don't know how to honor their pastors. Somebody saw me. My car was not good. And another person said, Daddy, since your car is not good, use this one. Some people got angry and gave me Range Rover. That anger, no good. Nice anger. Second, our bishop be borrowing car. Because they knew the owner of the car. So they, they knew that this... In fact, I went for a program. I was doing Big Man. Me and this I'll be Big Man. The boss said, you don't say I'll bring borrowed car. <laughs> they were angry. They went and bought Range Rover. My bishop can never borrow car. Some of them go, they look pastor. And some think that pastor has, he doesn't need. Deep, call it unto deep. Your, he doesn't need what you have, but you can only provoke the grace he carries by your offering. A man's gift makes room for him. If read your Bible very well, I call Romans chapter 16, Paul's diary. Your pastor must have a diary about you. Something must be speaking about you in the heart of your pastor. Pastors don't call everybody's name in church when they are praying. But there are people they call their name. They pray, God bless everybody in church. It's not the same like your pastor call your name. What makes your pastor call your name is your seed that is speaking in his heart. Isaac would have blessed Esau. Isaac can bless Esau without venison. But he said, go and make for me. Venison, such as I love. Because the father knows that he has been making and he knows what his father loves. So go again and go and make for me the same way I love it. 
so I can bless you from my heart. So your pastor can bless you from his lips. He can bless you from his heart. What makes him bless you from his heart is your seed that is speaking in his heart. This year, tell your neighbor this year, we we'll honor our pastor. One more time, say it again. Say this year. We we'll honor our pastor. I didn't hear you. Second Chronicles, let me close. Second Chronicles 26. Second Chronicles 26, verse 5. And he sought God. He did go. He did what? He sought God in the days of Zechariah, who had understanding in visions. He had a pastor. I'm glad you have a pastor that have understanding in visions. He has a, you have a pastor who has understanding in the word of God. He preaches well. I know that. Even if you don't know me, I know. You know, sometimes don't value what we have. Can I say something to you? No matter how close your pastor is to you, don't be familiar. Familiarity has robbed so many people of their pastor's blessing. When he's close, be careful. Be careful. Don't be familiar. You can be close, but don't be familiar. Be careful. Because familiarity can destroy you. It will hinder the blessings of God from coming to you. He had understanding. But look at what happens. What did he do? He sought the Lord in the days of Zechariah. Who had understanding? And the Bible said, as long as he sought the Lord, the Lord made him to prosper. As long as he sought the Lord. As long as he put God first. As long as he put God first, God made him to what? Prosper. I pray for you. This year, you will prosper. I didn't hear your amen. I said, this year, you will prosper. This year, you will prosper. If your amen is louder than your neighbor, you will prosper. This year, you will prosper. This year, you will prosper. You will do well more than ever before. This year will be your best year ever. I see you do things you have not been able to do before. I see you fulfill visions that you couldn't fulfill before. I see you fulfill dreams that you couldn't fulfill before. God will give you miracles every day. Every day shall be a plus to you. Every day shall be a day of testimony for you. Every day of this year shall be a day of victory. As you put God first, things will get better for you. As you put God first, things will not be difficult for you. As you put God first, things will fall in place for you. The lines will fall in pleasant places for you. I see you breakthrough on every side. Somebody is coming back with a testimony. Somebody is coming back with a miracle. Somebody say, Pastor is talking to me. Colossians chapter 3 verse 1 and 2. It said, if you be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. 2022. What will you seek? Seek the things that are above. Where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. He says, set your affection on things above. Don't love things this year. Love God. 
Set your affection. Set your love on things from above. When your love is on things that concerns God, what concerns you becomes God's matter. This year, I see God take over your challenges. This year, I see God take over your problems. I say, I see God take over your problems. I see God take over your problem, take over your challenge. Whatever has been difficult in your life, I see God make it easy for you. I see God give somebody a turn around. I pray for somebody from now on. Whatever has been difficult in your life will become easy in your life. Whatever has been delayed in your life, I see God bring it to pass for you. You will not struggle for anything. Things will happen to you so fast. While you are recovering from one testimony, another testimony is happening to you. Receive it, receive it, receive it. As your affection is on things above, everything on earth will command to follow you. There is a commanded blessing. And you are supposed to be blessed. But because your heart is in the wrong place. When your heart is after an ant, your eyes can never see an elephant. Set your affection on the things above. And then the Bible says every other thing will be provided. There is nothing. I've never bought car. I've never. All my life, I've never bought car. I have three houses. I don't know how much cement costs. God has been good to me. God has helped me. God will help you. When I went to Worry, we had 11 churches. Five years after, we had 68 churches. Worry has been divided. Nami recommend, I said we are too many. So they created another zone, a fru. It's not a zone. Some of the churches went and were still opening. And we are still buying properties. Not struggling. I told somebody, I said, I'm not rich. They said they don't believe. So you are the richest bishop in Church of God Bishop. I've seen money, but I've used it for God's work. If I wanted to be rich, I'll be very rich. But my focus is not material things. My focus is the kingdom. Establishing the kingdom of God. So we are doing things for the kingdom. And God is doing things for us. As we are working for him, he's working for us. This year, let God work for you. Let your affection, let your love, let your dedication be on God. When you are dedicated, dedication is a deadly devotion to him. That you are lost in his. You do things, people think you are foolish. People think you are mad. But when the miracles begin to come, they will know why you are foolish. Tell my hair, when I got saved, when you see me walking on the street, I'm speaking in tongues. One day somebody met me and said, are you sure you are correct? Are you all right? <laughs> he said, every day we see you. I said, are you not correct? You don't understand. <laughs> but today it's pain. It's working. It's working. It's working. It will work for you. This is your year. I pray for you. You will not be left out in the miracle. You will not be left out in the testimony. Set your affection where? Things above. Set your affection things above and God will do it for you. Can we close our eyes?
All right, can we do that song now? I put you in front, front of my melody. You are all the matters. You are all the matters. I make room for two. You and I, Jesus. You are all the matters. You are all the matters. You are all. have been listening to the testimony word broadcast from the keepers house chapel international locate us at madina estate accra off the social welfare road between the gulf lane station and wawan washing bay follow us on facebook at the keepers house chapel international podcast and audio rima at reverend francis Auburn. visit our website at www.keepershousechapel.org one word for further information call 0244 831 or 0204-916-168 Experiencing Jesus Bethany Ministries